Can All you right. do some hotline bling? I gotta have something for Lita. I've, I've Call you on the cell. Oh, that's all I got. That was the one good part of the show. I can sing Strokin. Do you want to sing Strokin? Yeah, let's hear that. No. <laughs> you got anything? No. What about um, Rapper's Delight? Don't, well, no. don't indulge it. It's just going to become the intro. <laughs> You're not wrong for looking for it. No, I want to say. No, I respect the game. No. <laughs> this is episode 26 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm just one of three co hosts of this show. The other two are Tony Waller of the Georgia Sports Blog and Will Leach of Sports on Earth. I have a site too, but it doesn't revolve around sports at all. Nevertheless, links to where you can read what the three of us say outside of this podcast will be linked in the show notes page of this episode. It is Georgia Auburn week, so stay tuned for the next hour and a half as the three of us give our thoughts and insights on what the dogs need to do to come away with a victory down in Jordan-Hare Stadium this weekend. And we'll cover a wide range of other topics in this special show as well. Naturally, we'll get into the college football playoff rankings and what it means to the teams who might or might not be set up to be one of those last four in. College football will be the main topic du jour today, but college basketball tips off this Friday. Georgia hosts Chattanooga at Stegman Coliseum, so sandwiched right in the middle of this episode, we'll take a break to give a quick little preview of the college basketball season. You'll be pleased to hear that Will and Tony are quite bullish on the dogs' chances to make the NCAA tournament this year. Back to college football now. If you'd like to join us on our weekly pick'em contest, you can find it on funofficepools.com or via the link that Tony puts on his blog. At the end of the show, I'll update you on the overall leaders in our pick'em contest. Lately, we've received some very nice feedback from our listeners via Twitter and on iTunes. If you have an iPhone, you probably have a podcast app that you hear us on. If you could take a couple of minutes to subscribe to our feed, rate and review our show, Tony, Will, and I would greatly appreciate it. So it's a good one today. Let's go ahead and get started. Here's Tony. We have a game this weekend? We do have a game this weekend. Can I say, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw them just before we came over here, the college football rankings came out. I, didn't, I haven't have seen, seen them yet. I haven't I'm, seen them. Okay, here they are. All right, here they are. Lay it on us. Remember. Number one is Clemson. Well, yeah. Of course. Number two is Alabama. What? Yes, Alabama is number two. Yeah. Shocking. Number three is Ohio State. That's me rolling my eyes. I don't care. Number four is Notre Dame. Number four is Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here's where it gets fun. Stanford? Number five, Iowa. Iowa. Guys. Iowa is number Wait, I haven't five. heard you say Ohio State yet. No, Ohio State was three. Okay. Was three. I wasn't paying attention. Um, Iowa is five. Baylor is six. Huh. And Stanford is seven. Oklahoma State eight. So, realistically, if everything plays out, and I don't mean to turn this into, like, the Iowa College basketball guys did turn this into completely into a thirty-minute discussion on the playoffs. But realistically, we're talking about if everything goes like we think it's going to go, the winner of Iowa Ohio State will be in. Will be in. The winner of Notre Dame Stanford will be in. Yes. And no matter what Baylor does, they won't be in. The fee- the only question on if that they is- they went out, they'll be in. Oh, there's going to be a three-way tie in the Big 12. There's got to be. There's no way. And Oklahoma State is the team to watch there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way they put it on TCU last well, week. Well, I mean, Trevor and can right now just do another interception. Yeah. But there is an argument to be made that if it goes out that way, the people have said that Iowa, Herb Street said on the show, that if Iowa wins out, they're definitely in. I don't think that's certain. Because if Ohio State, State loses to Michigan, 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. Which is certainly possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State loses to Michigan and whoever makes it out of that mess plays Iowa and then loses to Iowa, Iowa's still undefeated. But if Baylor wins out or Oklahoma State wins out, I bet they jump on. You know, uh, you know Baylor, the Big 12 is lucky because they're playing on championship Saturday. They're playing regular season games. I think Baylor plays Texas. That way, you know, that's because, what got them last year. But in the past, you know, they've been playing the week before and then yeah. haven't been playing. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that Baylor and Iowa's profile are very similar yeah. as far as out of conference goes. It is weird, though. Iowa, Matt Brown from Sports on Earth, my home site, mentioned that he was baffled that Iowa moved up to five. And basically, they now only have two top 25 wins. Yeah. One is Northwestern, who votes. And the other is Wisconsin, who only moved into the top 25 this week because they beat Maryland. So it's, it is a, to see them jump from nine to five, I have to say, it is a surprise. I know everyone's very, Iowa is the big story <clears throat> taken away from the rankings. I'm still not convinced if they go undefeated, they're sure to spot. Oh, I think if you're they right. win the Big Ten, yes. I don't know if it is. I honestly, I don't. I think if Baylor or Oklahoma State goes undefeated and Iowa beats a, maybe if if maybe Ohio State Iowa becomes a playing game if they're both undefeated. What if, if, they, if, I, if Ohio State's undefeated in that game and Iowa beats them? I bet Iowa's in. What but if Ohio State loses and then Iowa beats whoever comes out of that mess, I would wager that I Baylor can't even, or Oklahoma State passes. Them. I can't even contribute to this conversation because I don't know who's in what. Uh, side of the Big Ten, <laughs> yeah. the legends well, no, the or the Ohio leaders. State, I think only Jim Delaney, or the yeah. East or the West. Iowa is legends of leaders is gone. I know, no more legends of leaders. But Iowa it's now the Great in the Lakes. Iowa is set. <laughs> Iowa is gold. They are in. They are in. No matter what, there's have no they clinched it? They haven't clinched it, but like they, they, they're in. I think they clinched this weekend. Yeah, there, there's no question. Like they're in the Florida spot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Florida's but playing yeah, South Carolina. But, whereas Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State are all battling for the play on the other side. Okay. So that that's their version of the SEC West in uh, in opposite direction. So let me ask you a question, and, and then we can go to talking about actual real, yes. real stuff that doesn't instead of made up stuff. What if it's Oklahoma one loss Oklahoma out of the Big Twelve? Because Oklahoma actually has the better profile of any of those teams. It won't matter. I don't think that. I do not think if there's an undefeated Big Ten team because they're playing a championship game. Oklahoma isn't. To me, yeah, that's the problem. What, who Oklahoma needs to pass in that scenario is not the Big Ten team. They need to pass whoever beats Notre Dame Stanford. Because then you've got yeah, another that's one right. That's team. right, that's right. So, um, but it, but it's funny to think now, by the way, that and maybe this can, can get us into talking SEC. Alabama now seem, it seems like a lock. What if there are more than, what, four? Or what if there are four undefeated? Can there be four undefeated teams? Yeah, there's plenty of undefeated teams. No, but from separate conferences. Right now, it would be Clemson if there's undefeated so, teams. So you got ACC. Clemson. ACC, Clemson. Yes. Big, Big 10, t- Ohio State, or Iowa. Yeah. Big uh, 12. Big 12, Baylor, Oklahoma State. And then one of the Power Fives. No one wants to hear this. But if Florida slips up and beats Alabama with a loss, they're going. Period. There's no way that's easy. They fell off. They're 11. They yeah, fell I, know, I know That's they an are. interesting point because you're I, probably I, I, right. I don't, I don't buy it. I really don't. I, don't. I don't think they should because I don't think they're – look – I think we if can Florida discuss, wins that game, the SEC is getting shut out. We can discuss. We, I mean, you can make really serious comparisons. And I know Florida beat us on the field, and the transfer problem doesn't work. But Georgia played Vanderbilt better than Florida did. Georgia played Kentucky better than Vanderbilt. I mean, let's just be clear about that. Florida, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that to two Florida, uh, Georgia's horn. I'm saying Florida, they can be exposed. But yes. they also could slip up and win. 
Well, that's the point, is that, like, as the resident Yankee uh, on this podcast, <laughs> I feel that... My wife would say you're a pioneer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, um, I'm part of uh, Northern Aggression. I think the but, Mason-Dixon line kind of stops in Maryland somewhere. It doesn't yeah. go all the way to... Illinois does it? Yeah, well, we were on we were on the uh, deep side. Let's not get it. Let's not we legislate the civil war on this podcast. <laughs> but I will say that as the <laughs> as the obligatory northern guy, to me, there's a still a real scenario that the SEC doesn't get a team, and I think that would be wrong for what it's worth. Yeah. To me, I think the SEC has to be represented no matter who comes out of there. But if Florida beats a one loss Alabama, which is what it looks like is going to happen. When you're a team that just barely beats Vanderbilt, and not only barely beats Vanderbilt, but can it help to do it? And looked gross. Like that was just a gnat. That was that was. By the way, that was the game I thought we were going to see in Jacksonville. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. And that's the game we would have seen in Jacksonville if we yeah. don't give up a fumble touchdown and a touchdown from the five yard line. Yeah, or maybe that's not yeah, like that game either. But yes, um, to me, like I do not see a situation unless. Well, the good news is we brought the bourbon upstairs. Yes. So. If Ohio State loses, and whoever makes it out of that side has one loss, and then beats Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, I can see a situation where Florida gets in. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, I, I just don't see. Or, or Notre Dame loses to USC after beating Stanford. They've already, lost, they've already played USC. Okay, who they played in the last game? Like Stanford's in the last game. They lose to, who do they have before Stanford? Who? Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Boston, yeah. College. Boston College. Okay, well, that's they're not going to lose. Well, they could lose to Boston College. But Boston College is going to have to score tough. touchdowns. Okay, more, more likely, BC plays them tough every year. More likely, Stanford beats Notre Dame, yeah. and yeah. Stanford loses in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, but, but that, that opens that's the door. Yeah. yeah, that opens the door for it. But other than that, I'm telling you, there's a chance the SEC does a good team. Yeah, I, I, there's still a chance of it. It requires Florida beating Alabama or Alabama losing. That's to Auburn. not going to happen. Or Alabama losing to Auburn, which I would say we'll, we'll get into Auburn perhaps now. This is a good transition. I was about to say, we've talked seven minutes longer about nothing. Let's talk about real football. Yeah, here's a question, though. Theoretical example. Alabama, who do you like them more or less against? At Auburn in the Iron Bowl and all the craziness of that, or neutral neutral field in Atlanta against Florida? Who do you think, which game is Alabama more likely to lose? Probably the Iron Bowl, but I don't see how they're going to lose to Auburn this SEC, year. SEC championship because of defense. That there's there's more variables in that game. I, look, even though Auburn is the type of game that all it could like, get wacky. Where yeah, is it, it this could year? Get wacky, it's, it's in Auburn, but their defense is just yeah. crazy good. I mean, I made a comparison on this earlier in the week. LSU, Georgia, and LSU played Alabama almost exactly the same. The only difference in that game is there were not two gift touchdowns to Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, actually, Georgia rushed for more they, yards yeah. and even before the eighty-three yarder. Chubb rushed for more yards than Fournette. I mean, it was to be fair, so, so much. me walking upstairs to do this podcast, I rushed for more yards than Fournette did. And oh. that's insane. Because that's yeah, what we've been talking of, about all year about Fournette. This is a guy that looks like not only is he the best running back, he looks like he's playing in an entirely different league altogether. And he could still win the Heisman. And Alabama just shut him down like it was. See, I'm, I'm glad terrible. you brought that up because he had such a dismal performance, statistically speaking. Yeah. Will that keep him out of the Heisman race? But, but I mean— Travon Boykin throwing four interceptions. Okay, too. Yeah, who is so the who guy is now? the leader? Who's in the Who's the leader is in the clubhouse? Face from Clemson. It like, could still be Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. It could be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point you're going to see Watson, Boykin, and Fournette, and I, I think the jury's Boykin's on. out. TCU. I got to think one, Boykin's out. I have to say they've really? got one loss. Yeah, that was a. Not only was that did, so did they LSU. lose, but he looked like he was terrible in that game. Oh yeah, he looked and, like he liked Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, like you can't. I can't see him. I can't. I, I think he may be out. And but you're right. There's but no. What like, about Derrick Henry? 
It's possible. I don't know if his numbers are quite yeah. big enough, like collectively. I agree. He, I think he's maybe other than Fournette the best running back going on, and will be on the. What best about season. Jeremy Johnson? Well, let me let me <laughs> let me ask you a question though, and a sincere question. Dalton, let's. Uh, Wow, it just got dark <laughs> up in here in a hurry. Let me ask a Ramsey for Ray Guy. Yeah, Ray Guy. For Ramsey. <laughs> I was just about to go there. Let's say Chubb doesn't get hurt in Tennessee. It's a big if. Yeah. It's not unfair to say we, at least the three of us, think we win that game. I agree. I have an extraordinarily good chance. Yeah. I don't know that we win against Florida, giving up the points we gave. Just, are we, gonna, are we really going to do hold this? On, hold on, no, hold on. He's going somewhere. Hold on, hold he's on. going somewhere. Would Nick Chubb be in the Heisman conversation right now? Probably. Gurley was even, the even summer. Because when you compare him to Fournette, and let's assume he had the games he had, the average games he had. Yeah. When you say Fournette rushed for fifty three yards against Alabama. No, not even. And Chubb rushed for one hundred and nineteen. <laughs> that sounds really good now. Yeah. To be fair, any of them were after oh, everyone was so I'm just getting sadder sads. and sadder. I just had the sad. Yeah. I'm just it's a fair it's something I've been thinking about today. So but let's talk about all day. Let's talk about all day. What kind of uh do we have any what, where are we standing uh, update wise with how Georgia looks heading in? Well, I think it's clear we're gonna run all Wildcat except for when we're punting and then Bryce Rams is gonna punt. Uh, Ray Guy nominee. Ray Guy nominee. He's booming. And did you read the article where he's excited to be playing punter? But, but here's the thing: Do you play punter? I don't care. It's weird that he kicks left. Is it weird that Phil Mickelson hits left? left well, it, I don't know. Um, I'll give you a, an insight on that. My son, my middle son Walker, he is left-handed. He throws a ball right-handed, kicks left-footed, writes left-handed. But you is go back to that whole thing. Running circles. I know. I know. <laughs> You make my head hurt, man. Yeah. yeah, but he throws right-handed. It drives me crazy when it comes to baseball because yeah, I'm like, dude, you I'm like, do you know how much money you could make me on, one wait, day? Wait, wait, wait. This is my retirement. Yeah, <laughs> left-handed pitcher, and you're not doing it. Yeah. I feel bad because my son is left-handed as well, but he bats right-handed like old Ricky Henderson style. Well, see, he plays – yeah, yeah, my son – Did Ricky ever play with your son in, at Toronto? <laughs> That's John Olroom. My yeah, bad, my bad. Sorry, um, no, no, but he does everything left-handed. He bats, plays golf left-handed. Throws right-handed. The, the funny thing is, I don't know why I'm getting into this, but I bought him a glove for his right hand to force him to throw the ball left-handed. Well, what he do is he's really good at fielding the ball with his right-handed glove, takes the glove off and does right. a gym habit. And yeah. Because he doesn't actually <laughs> throw left-handed. He needs to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, my son, but my, son, my son with your son's age, Will, uh, my son threw left-handed, but uh, he grew out of it. So he grew out of it even because William turns four in two yeah, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, how excited point, are you? My son, my son is actually nine now, and he is uh, he's smoking cigars. He's, he has a beard. <laughs> uh-huh. So now my, my, now my plan is he's going to play middle linebacker somewhere. Uh, Wait, so your son up. actually, after the age of four, switched hands throwing? Yes. Huh. Hey, yeah, Will, no, yeah. how excited are you, though, Though the fact that he is left-handed and he's getting older and older and he's sticking left-handed? You're probably pretty excited about that. I just only feel bad because I was a catcher playing baseball, and so you can't catch. You can't, there's all kinds of positions you can't play. Yeah. Yes. Left-handed. Yeah, catcher. No, no, Stick him in right field. Yeah. He'll be a great first baseman. He'll be a great first I mean, baseman. to be or, fair, or he catch- could be the first five, five, seven first baseman in the history of uh, baseball. <laughs> but he's not going to be five, seven. <laughs> I'm calling him five, seven. <laughs> Christ's sake. Um, well, we were talking about. Where do we think the Braves are going to do next year? <laughs> Terrible. 5'7". I don't know where. 5'7". My mom is at 5'7". <laughs> I love that I fired you up so much. Maybe we should talk about how awesome the Cubs are. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, so where does... We'll, George, where, by the way, Will has his knife out. Where, where, where is everybody standing? 
Uh, uh, so Reggie Davis, who had concussion-like symptoms, left is been cleared to play this weekend. It looks like we'll be, be pretty close to full strength. Will uh, Sony still be wearing a? Sony will still be wearing a hand ca- uh, hat cast on his didn't right seem to be hand. Too much of a problem last week. No, uh, he he made some comment the fact of you know it did, I didn't really think about it even though it's not my dominant hand I just ran the football. Um, Which is uh, yeah, Dominic. Uh, I almost said Dominic Sanders again. So. No, Dominic Sanders is the right one. All right, that's who we have currently on the team. I'm, I'm laughing at what I almost just said. But whoever number 24 is, either Dominic, <laughs> it is, it Sanders is Dominic Sanders Sanders. Sanders. coming. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, bro. But uh, <laughs> He went to Tucker High School. That's okay, where I went. He went to Tucker, yeah. yeah. The, t- the Tucker Wildcats, is that right? No, Tucker Tigers. Tigers, okay. Yeah. That's, where, um, that's also where Patrick Pass went to high yes. school. And Corey Robinson. Uh, yeah. And Thomas Brown. Yeah, I'm, so it doesn't matter. I called some high school football games in the playoffs here one time. You called some? Were you on the oh, radio? On the radio, yeah. Not really? to the ref, yeah. Yeah, I used to used to do the Athens. How the, come I didn't know this? Used to do the Athens game of the week. On the Who'd rest. you do it with? Uh, John Dupont, who used to be on the home team yeah. with yeah. Dancer. Yeah, yeah. Wow. JD, the lady, lady color. It's my best friend. You <laughs> Jeff Dancer's that? your best friend. Yeah, I know Jeff. I know Jeff. Yeah, I mean, he's a good not, guy. I love him. Hang out anymore, but oh. um, John Dupont. What's he doing now? He's a school teacher at Pierce County. He's got a and great also, radio voice. He's also does Pierce County High School football already. Good for him. So, but okay. Um, so. The, we're fired up today. We really are. This this could be like a, this could be like a. Yeah. I mean, well, it's because you brought the bottle up here. I know that is probably. It could true. be like a four hour. I mean, we this, usually have. Are one you going to have to Uber at home tonight? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Please don't leave me evidence. The, if something well, the, bad happens. Well, yeah. The good thing is this isn't live. So no, no, no. no. What are we talking about? We're talking about how much Georgia stands. So yeah. So. Um, Sanders coming, Dominic Sanders. Sanders Cummings <laughs> intercepted the, the pass that, and had yeah. the fumble. Right, right. Uh, yeah. he's still he's still playing even though he has the broken the broken hand. And he, he said, "Wait, he has a broken hand too." His broken finger. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he broke a finger, uh, but he's still playing. Look, here's the thing about what I, what I've seen is that, and we talked a little bit about this on our podcast Monday. There's definitely some circle in the wagon mentality, but I like what I'm hearing out of the team. And it, who knows? I mean, it could all fall apart Saturday in Auburn because we've seen that happen before, but. I mean, we got guys playing hurt because they want to win, and it really has become stand, you know, support the guy beside me mentality. And I like it. I like it a lot. It is funny. I knew we talked about this a little bit on Sunday, but I knew that everything Thursday was becoming a big online firestorm when Drew, my friend Drew McGarry, who apologized for Deadspin, uh, actually said on Twitter, uh, hey, Will, what did, what did you do to Georgia football? And that, to me, you know, he doesn't But really it was getting about, national Yeah, it was like getting press. national. Like, yeah. I wish I had seen that because I'd said something about playing golf. I swear <laughs> I would have. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Craig's. Craig's is the guy, oh, Craig's? The, Craig's the guy I have the bet with about, uh, about playing golf. But, no, that is... Like, it became such a national thing. It yeah. became such a big thing. Even though, really, when we take a step back from it, still nothing has actually happened. Well, they actually, there were some comments this week from Chip Towers along the line. Not some comments, some writing this week about Chip Towers saying there was some dissension and it's been, quote, yeah. handled. In well, I think a recruit. I think a recruit even yeah. said something yeah. about this yeah. that Pruitt called. So I don't know if Pruitt's running steps at 5 a.m. I don't know really <laughs> what's happening. But it's been handled internally. Which so you know, so do you, so this is the question if we may take a step back because remember it was less than a week ago yeah. that everything was on fire mm-hmm. and everything was falling apart oh, yeah. and everything was horrible and who's even going to coach and nobody's here now that everything has settled down and everything's calmed down a little bit is Pruitt the coach defensive coach next year is Rick the coach next year are we settled down now does it matter what happens the rest of the year 
can we relax now or or are we going to have another blow up in a week? I think if Georgia wins their last three games, yeah, they will be here next year. But if if they go out and lose to Auburn, stub their toe against Georgia Southern, and then lose to Tech, no. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, they yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. if they lose the last three, yeah. If they lose the last three, I don't okay. Well, I'm just I'm stating the obvious. But, but I'm saying that, like, okay, let's say let's say they lose to Auburn but win the last two. I'm actually asking more less about the way. To be honest, I'm actually asking less about Rick and really more about Pruitt because to me, who knows that what he's going to do? The, the personnel conflict that getting Rick out is going to require an immolation in the last three weeks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I need a definition. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm translating for Scott. It's yeah, not bad. Yeah, okay. it, 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 is that spelled with an e? Everyone, everything getting set on fire. Okay. And immolation. Wow. <laughs> so if it's going to require that for Rick to be gone, but for Pruitt to be gone. As much as we we all like Pruitt, we all like Pruitt. Pruitt will just be like, all to hell with it. I'm out of here. That's the question. Yeah, I got to be I I don't think there's any. I don't even know that Jeremy Pruitt knows that right now. I, I'll just be honest. Yeah. If you would ask me that Friday, I'd said 100 percent yes. Yeah. But it, it feels like there's a lot of people trying to kind of damage control, and I'm not saying there's damage to control. I'm just saying a lot of right. people trying to damage control. And the hard part is in November. It's hard to say how much that's for the recruit and right. to to blunt negative recruiting, and how much of that is truth. And, or, and, and for that matter, there was something there. I oh, mean, this, this was not, there was smoke, this there was was not made up. Right. Right? Right, right, right. So whatever it was, is there, uh, in reality, is there an opportunity for everyone to take a step back from the ledge and be grown-ups about it and say, there are bigger forces at play here that we need we need to right. think about, right. and which includes Rick's career, Pruitt's career, Georgia football, what do we do with all the kids that we promised that we were going to be here for? Right. Uh, because, you know, Mark Rick does think about those things. Yeah, and, and if you take a step back from it, I know everybody's angry and wants blood. But if you just take a step back, even if you think Rick is not the coach that's going to take them to the next, to whatever level everybody needs them to get to, even if you think that, is the tire fire, the dumpster fire that was going on last week actually what we want is probably no as a program absolutely not to me even if you think rick is not the right guy like that can't happen again well like that like that can't happen look there are plenty of people out there that love that because they hate rick and there are people out there that absolutely support i hope we go zero and four here so we'll get rick there are are people that way absolutely i can't I, I responded to a, a friend of mine on Twitter that said, "I hope we lose the rest of our games." And I'm, you know, I hope you. I deleted. The face. I deleted my tweet. I didn't. I didn't publish it, but I deleted what I wrote three or four times. And finally, I went with SMH. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I mean, because I was way. like, but that's just the dumbest thing. Because I don't know if you're. I don't. Know, I have no idea if your friend has kids, right? I have yeah. no idea. But I've got three kids. We all have kids, right? Right. right. I could not possibly imagine. Sitting in my sitting with my kids playing football for Georgia, I couldn't imagine sitting in the stands having people booing my kids, and more importantly, putting on putting the crap. The way I approach it is that I'm not going to put something online that I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Now, I'm fairly provocative, and I, I'm not afraid to be that way because some of the stuff people put out, they would never say that to anyone's face. No, because your friend, let him go tell John and Nathan Theus's dad. I hope your sons lose the last four games. He get his he get a butthole stomped in his tail, mm-hmm. he, and he should. But you know, this is 
a byproduct of the professionalization of college football. Sure. Right. This right. Is the Which idea, is a whole other podcast. I think it's, it's, it's an important point, is the idea that, like, people forget that, like, these are actually college students. Like, the college students, a lot of them are teenagers. Yes. Like, there is this notion that, like, because these games have gotten so big and because there's so much money involved, that fans feel... Owed yeah. something. Well, and not, in the way that they expect it from professional teams. And, and on one hand, I want to say, come on, fan, pull it together. What's wrong with you? On the other hand, the way these games are sold and the amount of money that's in there, I understand why the dichotomy would be confusing for people. Yeah, and I can't argue with that because there is an element of what it, that is what is actually sold to mm-hmm. people who who contribute to the Hartman Fund. Yeah, right. And actually, they should because it's the best that you know as a marketing person. That's the best. <laughs> that, but that's the best. That's the best thing to market. Right. Right. I don't necessarily disagree with the general sentiment, but the idea that you want Georgia to lose in order to quote unquote help the program <laughs> yeah. is just the yeah. dumbest thing ever. Yeah. That's, that's like saying that I don't know. It's just the dumbest thing ever. It just drives me crazy. Uh, no, I want to hear your analogy. What were you going to say? It's like saying you you were a reacher. I don't think you had one. Oh, you I don't have one. No, you don't no, have one. Well, no. I'm sure you got one. No, I'm like, I'm like I, I definitely don't have one. Well, I mean, to me, I guess the, the best would be the, the the cliche you would go at would be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. So yeah, that would be the one that you would yeah. go with. Yeah, and, um, is this is this would it be appropriate not seeing the forest through the trees? I I, I feel like you you uh, letting the. <laughs> Or, you know, actually another cliche good for that I actually prefer, one of my favorite ones, is letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yes. In the idea that, like, wanting this ideal future Mm -hmm. to happen so badly that you will ignore the very nice thing that's happening right in front of your face. Right. Well, and then the same people would argue that the converse of that's true. Good's the the enemy of perfect. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, I don't... I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that either. Because and to me, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, we Scott and I in particular have discussed what it was like to be a George football fan in the nineties. Oh, and yeah. Look, I want a national championship. I'm getting of the age where if we make a coaching football change, I might not see one until I'm yeah. close to retirement. Right. I mean, almost like you know, Colton Houston drawing Social Security old. But uh, that's why I said that because he's been here like 19 years. Right. Um, but <laughs> The, the 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 part about it to me is that when you take a step back, the question still remains: Is Mark Rick the guy to get us to the national championship? And if he's not, who are you going to get? It's not just who you're going to get. How long is it until the next guy gets? What's hired? the plan? If we have a great hire, right, right, right. And you know, I am not by no means am I one of those people's like, oh God, we can't make the change because we're going to get the wrong hire. But that is a concern I have. And by no means, I think we have to make a change of coach, okay? And we could get some negative reviews because I really don't care. Uh, But I don't think we have to make a review, a change of coach. Now, we lose two or three games and we look terrible next year. I probably would support that, but I'm not going to not show up for football games. And I'm not going to hope hope we lose. I'm not going to hope we lose, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too, because, you know, right now, I feel like Florida's success this year, Mm -hmm. it burns us, yeah. That has made people have this notion that, like, a new guy can come in and turn around really fast. But remember, you know who else felt that way? Was Michigan, the first year that Brady Hoke was really good? Mm. Was Florida, the first year that Will Muschamp was really good? Notre like, Dame, the first year Charlie Weiss was without question. Wait a minute. He actually got a 12-year extension. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing is that, like, the, these immediate quick, like, I think Florida is a part of it. I think, obviously, it does. Uh, that makes sense. Really yeah, of course. And, and losing to Tennessee to, for the first time in five years. And right. to me, like, I—, I I'm with you on this, Tony. And again, you know, this could just be a dumb Yankee talking. But, like, 
I You mean a get, damn Yankee? Uh, that's, yes, yes, one of those. Can you take me oh. high <laughs> enough? Uh, there's a little damn Yankees. That was bad. And Nuge was a part of damn <laughs> that's Yankees. So much, that's so much better than my trying to do Drake earlier. <laughs> yeah. What? Did you what try Drake? to do Drake earlier? Or last week I did Drake. It, did, oh, okay. it, didn't, it didn't make the cut. I tried to call you. It didn't make the cut? It didn't make the cut? Oh, that's it. That's Keep a, going. <laughs> no you're only getting the hook. So, but, no, you uh, didn't do the hook. You do do. The, what's the name of the song? Hotline Bling. Yeah. I never do it. Like I don't. I can't do it. Okay. Listen, if Trump has danced, yeah, Hotline come on, Bling, man. I, I still believe. I, I'm sorry, but I do. And again, maybe this is because I'm not. As I don't have this weird sense of insane urgency that everyone seems to have. I still believe if everyone just chills the hell out for a little bit. Pruitt is still an excellent defensive coordinator. He is. Who does not actually, who, are we sure he's like, right now, the, the as fired up as things were last Thursday, they were like, he's gone, Rick's gone, someone's gone. Maybe the actual smart course of action is everybody just chilling out a little bit and realizing you've got a really good defensive coordinator, figuring out what you need to do on the offense. And maybe Rob Sale's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not to say there's no changes that could possibly be on the table. Yeah. But certainly not having this, like, it's Pruitt or Rick, one's got to go, which means it more likely both would probably go. To me, yeah. like, there's no reason to just blow everything up. And again, maybe this is just because they had an easy win over a not very good team last week. Well, did you see. And maybe no. everybody, if they lose to Auburn this week, everybody blows up again. Did you see that Mark Stoops basically said that they didn't believe they would beat Georgia? Did you see his quotes? I did not. I mean, he basically said that they didn't. He looked at his team and he looked at him and said that they wouldn't beat Georgia because of the way that the team was, you know, coming out. Or oh no, Kentucky, Kentucky's. I mean, they folded their tent. No, they're. I mean, they are talking about replacing Tolls at quarterback, and there's starting to be some rumbling for the first time ever about. He didn't finish the game, and he wasn't hurt. Right, it was ten and seven, by the way, for an extended period of time. Ten, ten, three, ten, ten, sorry, ten. Yeah, can we please get Marshall Morgan back on track? I think that the ship's He's got Blair to Walsh syndrome. He's going to he's going to go to the NFL somebody, and like light ladies, it up. Take one for the team out there. We need it. Huh? What? Who? Ladies. Ladies. Oh, oh, us. You're talking about us. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to move on from this one. Um, let's talk about the game. Yeah. So Auburn specifically, it is worth knowing that Auburn is a 1.5 point favorite in this game. One and a half point favorite in this game. How yeah, do we I, go from a 14 and a half point favorite to a one and a half point underdog. No, we were never against Auburn. We never. We were, no, if, no, we against Kentucky half, last yeah. week. Against, I mean, Auburn's five and four. Because Auburn scored twenty seven points against Texas A and M. But hey, Texas A and M's not very good either. A disintegrating Texas A and M. Yeah, te- I mean, like Kyler Murray. Threw Whatever happened to John Chavis's vaunted yeah. defense? Um, well, they can't. They can't. They're on the field so often. Okay, here's what here's what right here's what concerns me is the fact that who's their stud? He's I think he's number fifteen on Texas A and M. Their stud DN that just tackles everybody. <laughs> He didn't tackle anybody. No, no, that, that's the thing that scares me. Auburn's offensive line allowed Jeremy Johnson to sit back there and go 13 of 17. Well, he went 13 of 17 for 164 yards. No, he had a, he had over 200. He was 9 for 9 to start the game. Was he? Yeah. So he basically had the Grayson Lambert game. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. But Does that make any Georgia fan Texas excited? A&M, Texas A&M is not South Carolina. Are they? Maybe maybe they are. I don't think so. I mean, they're backsliding really bad. Yeah, but are they backsliding to South Carolina levels? I'm maybe. Even... What's their record? Well, what did they do against South Carolina? They're off this week. Look, Auburn's defense has been not good. Trey Matthews. Um, 
94th in uh, rushing, 80th in passing, 70th in scoring. And their offense hadn't been great. I mean, they're a much better rushing team, which plays actually into our favor. Um, yeah, but not a straight-ahead rushing team. No, they're not straight-ahead. I mean, uh, trust me, we've gone over there and seen some stuff. But the the thing about Auburn, and uh, the reason they're getting the points, is it's, it's everything about last week. Yeah. Everyone is mm-hmm. buying into the fact that— sure, they're Not back. the fact. Everyone's buying into the narrative. The Gus Boss is back on track. Finally, by, November Jeremy Johnson has showed up, right? <laughs> And let's be clear. They go thirteen and nineteen, and you know they they run for one hundred and sixty five yards, and 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 Johnson throws for two hundred yards. They'll probably beat Georgia, but in order to assume that they're going to beat Georgia, you also have to assume that Georgia's going to throw enough times for Lambert Ramsey to throw three interceptions to them in in the end zone, which is what happened with Kyler Murray. You also have to work on the assumption that. They're going to hold whatever running game we have to what ninety six yards? Is that, is that one hundred twenty one yards? What Texas A and M had? I don't see that happening out of the number ninety fourth rushing defense. I just that would be a significant statistical improvement by them. That said, Georgia was able to get away with having no quarterback situation last week. I don't see that changing. There's no threat when when we run either McKenzie. Or Sony or Godwin in the Wildcat, there's no threat for them to throw. So Auburn's seen it, it's on tape, and so they're going to be keying on what the sweep. I mean, they're not going to run up the middle. I feel like Lambert needs to make plays for the middle. Not even just avoid mistakes. For what it's worth, even when I have not liked Lambert, he's generally been pretty good at avoiding major mistakes in a way that Ramsey, Ray Guy, nominee uh, Ramsey, uh, has been able to do. Uh, has not been able to do, and certainly uh, Battle was not able to do. Uh, you know, I I personally believe as much as I've been hammering Lambert all year, he should be the starting quarterback. Absolutely, this game, and sure, and he, he can avoid mistakes <clears throat> that way. Either the special teams is going to have to do it. There cannot be or, any gaffes. There can't be any turnovers. And it's, someone's going to have to produce something. So there's going to any big play is going to have to come unless it comes from Lambert. I think that's coming from the running game. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Auburn's given up a bunch of long running plays. Look. So is this a Michelle two hundred yard game? No, <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Yeah, so like, what's the? What's well, you the know, big he case? had a sneaky. What he had one hundred sixty yards last week. That I was, kind of, I was surprised when I saw that. By the That's way, what I'm asking. Who yeah. is the big play guy? By the way, anybody? I think I think it's Michelle uh, yeah. or or possibly Godwin out the the Wildcat. Look. This is, by the way, if you're going to this game, be prepared to be done by 315. This is going to be a quick game. Uh, George is going to run the ball a bunch. We're just going to. I mean, we ran the ball, what, 55 times for 300 yards? You know, if you thought that last week was ugly, I think it's a very similar game. Now, does that mean we're going to do exactly the same thing? No, I think there's probably going to be some wrinkles. It would be surprising to me if Lambert is the key to victory in this game. I think um, it's going to be Dominic Sanders ball hawking back in the secondary because Jeremy Johnson is probably going to be feeling himself from having a good game last week and is liable to throw about two or three interceptions. He throws three interceptions, Georgia wins, baby. Oh, oh easily, wow. easily. It could be like the Trey Battle game back in the early so I, 2000s. I was wondering if you were going to drop Trey Battle on Yeah, I loved him. Number yeah. 25, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, he yeah. that game down in Auburn where he re- – I don't know. I'm not even going to try – I don't really remember it that well. Yeah, but well, he did do very well. Well, the problem for Georgia is that we get in third in third down against them, and they're one hundred first in the nation in third down and defense. But we're not great at running the football in third down, which is crazy. When I saw that stat, I thought this doesn't seem right. 
But the, the thing I think we have going for us is that we've also ran like the fourth fewest third downs in the nation, which means we're, we're converting a lot of first and second downs. We're also turning the ball over a lot on special teams, but that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole different reason to drink. Yeah. But this game has all the feel of the Kentucky game to me. It just does. I don't know why it does, but it just does. Uh, now, now we're not going to hold them three points. We hold them three points. I'm going to be so ecstatic. But that would feel good. That actually, would, that actually would feel good. But I mean, you know, this has in my mind has potential to be twenty uh, one of those twenty seven fourteen games or something like that, close until the third quarter, and then we just we we start biting off five and six yards at a run and taking five minute drives, and the next thing you know, they're throwing the the ball a bunch, and you know, basically we're keying on the pass. So that's just the way it feels to me. Well, I, I you know, which I, which probably means they're going to run for three hundred seventy five yards, and Jeremy Johnson's going to go, you know, twelve of sixteen. And well, if that happens, then you know, Godspeed to him. Well, one other thing that makes, and the reason I think that George is going to control the ball on the ground is that Auburn's one hundred thirteenth in the nation in third down conversions defense. They are giving up. They're twenty four third down conversions for first downs a game. Again, that's against better quarterbacks than they're going to face. I thought you were going to say that. Ah, so I wrote some right. numbers down. Oh, mm. yeah, right. <laughs> 95 of those are rushes, 111 of those are passes. So, right. yes, so, they are They are seeing some passing quarterbacks. But not a dramatic. But not, it's, right. not, it's not a two-to-one right. at all. Right. Uh, and, you know, you know wow. on the other side, Georgia is I just uh, got, I just third. Got burnt. <laughs> Georgia's third in the nation. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I no, shouldn't have I done that. No. No. no, I shouldn't have done that. No, no, no I, were, I, I'm I actually, glad you did. I actually I, didn't I, know you were going to say that, but I, it did surprise me because no, I thought the same right. thing. You're right. I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, they've seen some good quarterbacks, right? They have seen some good quarterbacks. So I thought it was going to be, you know, when I saw that, I was like, that's crazy. It must be like. You know, 125 to 65. No, it's 111 to 95. I mean, it's fairly even. Georgia's third in the nation in third down conversion. That's amazing. So, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I have to say, that yeah. is amazing. So. All right, well, all right, well, then. Uh, okay, no, I'm sorry, so, not third down conversion. First downs. First down. Right. First downs. Okay, that's totally all different. Is it, is it different? Well, third down conversion, I mean, that's kind of the measuring stick that you'll see the announcers pull up during the broadcast. Like, oh, they're. Three of twelve on third down conversions, and you know, Georgia, basically that team is typically losing. Well, Georgia's what sixteenth of the nation scoring. Defense, oh, I have no idea. Right? Oh, it was fifteenth. Fifteenth of the nation yeah. scoring defense. Total, really? no total defense. Okay, well, they're only, but they're only giving up. I think that's different. Touch, they're only giving up uh, fourteen first downs a game. Well, your your Bill Connollys are going to argue. Your analytic people are going to argue. Third downs are basically like one run games in baseball. Right. They're very subject no, to block. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. But there does come a point, though, when it does, when that matters, especially when you start talking about how a team might want to control the clock. Because if a team's getting up a lot of first downs, by the sheer nature of only 100 yards on the field, they're giving up a lot of third downs. All right, so should we – one thing before – we'll, we'll wrap up the discussion of this game. Anything more anyone want to mention on this game? You haven't mentioned Gus Malzahn one time. I can't argue with Gus Malzahn. He just has the best hair. I have to say I don't actually have this huge enmity towards No, I don't either. No. Gus Malzahn. No. He, more of uh, his fashion. His fashion's pretty poor. Is he the one that has, like, the video of him in the 90s dancing? Is yes. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but what, what SEC West Coast doesn't have terrible fashion? Yeah. Oh, Saban looks great. Well, uh, yeah, but Saban wears the same thing. I like Lane Kiffin. He looks like he's a fraternity Bert, I mean, guy. Let's see, Bert, 
Bird always oh, wears Bert. like a grill cover. Can we talk? Yeah. Can we talk? Oh, he's, we're going to talk hopping on the wife. Oh yeah, how he said that on his uh, press conference yeah. instead of the plane. I, lo- I love how he just. Yeah, I love so how Freudian he said slip. Freudian. That was quotation marks. <laughs> Where is that? One of those plays. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Is that one of those plays that third and twenty-five? No, yeah, third and fourth and twenty-five. That was awesome. Well, yeah, it was awesome, but it's one of those plays that you remember exactly where you were when you saw it. Yeah, absolutely. You know where yeah, I was? We're in bed. You'd never guess. In bed. No. On the floor. Hanging upside down. In no, a I was cave. at. I was somewhere in Athens. Yeah. In your house. I was at Mama Sid's Pizza. <laughs> was Mama Sid's still open? Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Here's a oh, plug I love for Mama Sid's. Yeah. If you're going to need to, if you need a pizza buffet in Athens, Georgia, by far, it's yeah, the best. Yeah. Go by and see the waters. That's unpaid. Huh? Waters. Waters family. Is that is that yeah. their name? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm not that deep in Athens. I've only been he here ten years. Anyway, Let's be clear, anyway, we were watching that, and no, you could hear the rush up to that play. There's people like talk. You can hear the whispers behind you, and all of a sudden that play happens, and the whole place. I mean, this is not a sports bar; it's BYOB. Yeah. And the whole place just goes nuts yeah. over that fourth and they're calling it fourth 25. and hog or something, or the fourth and twenty the hook and hog. Hook and hog? What is, is it? Hook and hog. No, what is it? The hook and I don't know. I've murdered it. I, I got to be honest. When I saw that play, and I told my wife I, because we were watching the game, I said, "Look, Auburn scores here. They have to go for two. I mean, you got Arkansas. The game. You mean Arkansas? Arkansas. And when they scored the two, I, was, I mean, when they when they went, I was like, they got to go for two. Yeah. Like, you really? I was like, yes, absolutely. You go for two. Here. Also, they should have blown that too. They should have blown the two points. Well, they two. tried to. They yeah. tried so hard yeah. to. And then they well, and it was a it was a good call. Oh, it, it was, was a good not call, it was, yeah. But it was a pointless face mask. Like Terribly he pointless. was done. He had down. Yeah. Yeah. One of, my, one of my very good friends is a Mississippi fan. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he did. He, did it kill him? Oh, he's just he's. But like, they yeah. should come to expect this. Yeah, and he was very mad about the because originally it looked like that call where you weren't supposed to advance a fumble. Now it's being cleared out that that was a perfectly fine call. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. It was. And but yeah, that is that's a brutal way to do it, and it's also a brutal way to do it because you know one of the things that he and I talk about, he's also a Cardinals fan, and one of the things that he I always felt very guilty about being a Cardinals fan just because people are always yelling at you that like you win all the time and you win so on. He's like, well, you need to knock that off because he doesn't feel guilty about it. Because like this is I've, I've discussed this before. Yeah. You're Alabama. <clears throat> yeah. This is your time to get yeah. to Alabama. The rest of the time I'm Mississippi. Yeah. And I hope that I have this one year where I break through every once in a while. This is one of the years where they break through once in a while and they lose it because of this. And this is my last thing on this. Alabama has this big win last week. But Alabama doesn't just have big wins. They have big wins, and then crazy things happen to clear the path for them, mm-hmm. which is what that Mississippi game did. Mississippi yeah. was still yeah, they were ahead still in the driver's yeah, seat, set to go, yeah. and so that is what it means to be Alabama. Well, Ole not Ms- only do you come back and win, but stuff like that happens to your opponents. Will Ole Miss ever make it to the SEC championship? You mean again? They never. They've never been. Oh, Mississippi State made it. That was not an yeah, intentional gig. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think so. I still feel like I mean, this was their year. Yeah, but they're still a solid. They still got bit. LSU though. Yeah, they, yeah. Still, I think I think Nick Saban has to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's for everybody over there. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. Nick yeah. Saban has to leave because in the years that Nick Saban's not, I mean, it's just you want to talk about a team that's snake bitten. I mean, they're having their best, probably their best run since the the um, the, the Johnny Vot days, and it's just. Oof. Do they have the same record as Georgia? Uh, well, they've yeah, got the they only have two losses. They have two they've losses. got three losses. Yeah, three losses. Who else yeah. did they lose to? Memphis, Arkansas. 
And the Vista Arkansas and no, they've lost another game. They lost to Florida. Oh. <laughs> really bad. They, oh, that was we were in a cloud that day because that was the same day we lost Alabama. Oh, wait a minute. Florida scored thirty eight on so you, them. Are, are, are you willing? Are you willing to say that Georgia's better than Mississippi? No, no. I'm just saying we have the same record. <laughs> I'm not willing to say that. Um, okay, so one thing that we should do before we get to the picks is I feel obliged as the college basketball oh. correspondent. You're not the only one. I know, I know. But as the one who grew up, you know, I'm gonna have to hold on. Pause real quick. Now insert the special music, the special college basketball music. Oh. Insert that right now. Are we are we getting one shining moment? Is that what we're doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm just gonna come up with some kind of interesting like lead in. So well, let's have it be good. Let's have it be inspirational and not let's mock college basketball. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to lead us into college basketball. Tony's going to give his thoughts, and then I'm going to express to everybody how little I know about college basketball. Yeah, but we want, like, one, but of, that's my, okay. one of my general frustrations that I have as a season ticket holder of Georgia basketball. You are, and you and have some fantastic tickets. a big fan of Georgia basketball, and ba- college basketball in general, is there is something weirdly defeatist about the way that people see basketball here in Georgia. I don't understand it. Dominique freaking Wilkins. Why you guys don't have a statue of Dominique Wilkins outside segment is baffling to me. You have Dominique Wilkins. He's still broadcasting games in Atlanta. He played in Atlanta. He, you guys should be have statues of him outside of that arena. It's <clears throat> baffling to me how little love there is for Georgia basketball. You know, I know it's not, never going to be as big as Georgia football, and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the idea that... There is actually not a terrible history here. You have a top 50 all-time player who played basketball here and then stayed in the state for his professional career. Top 50, sir? Top, yeah, I mean, certainly... 25. Yeah, certainly on the, all, on the all-century team. We're, like, st- we're still angry about the trade to the Clippers. Well, I, look, first off, you're talking about... Probably talking to the wrong guy, at least you're talking to me about it, because I am one of the few people who, like you consider Georgia basketball to be nearly as big as Georgia football. Um, I, I, I'm almost like the anti-Robert yeah. from Alliance Eye. Yeah, from Alliance Eye, right. Um, so, you know, my take on that is that there were some structural places, structural problems in place for a very long time about Georgia basketball. It was, just, it was second yeah. to football. Which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with Administratively, second though. Yeah. Second to football, expecting Georgia basketball to beat Georgia football. No one wants that. But the problem but you can but, still value but it. But my problem is is that if Texas can do it, if Florida can do it, if um, name any number of programs that have very good football programs and very good basketball programs. Michigan? Ohio Michigan, State. There's no reason Georgia can. Right. And there's no reason Georgia shouldn't. Right. Because the same arguments you can make about Georgia ba- Georgia football recruiting, you can make about Georgia basketball recruiting. Right. Now basketball recruits a whole different game. Yeah. But you, there's there's but a pool still, of guys, but still there's a pool of there's guys. There's a pool of guys, and like yeah, you're not going to be Kentucky, but you can be no. Tennessee. You, you can, can be, be everybody but yeah. Kentucky. That's exactly, and maybe North Carolina. Yeah, and, and Duke. And so for me, you know, and I do have I have season tickets. You know, I said I said with University of Illinois, Illinois is one of those schools where basketball is a lot more important than football. So for me, it's very exciting. If you if anyone goes to a game this year, I'm in section Q. I'm down on the floor. You get great seats. Me. I'm very, very fortunate. My great joke about this always is when I moved here, which was now been more than two years ago, I knew I was never going to be able to like build myself up in the football 
you know, points. points and so on. But basketball, to me, I thought, okay, I will give a little bit above the minimum amount. Right, and hope you get good seats. And see, hope I get good seats. And I didn't get the Jack Nicholson seats, but I got, no. like, the Diane Cannon seats. Yeah, you're sitting <laughs> Diane Cannon Yeah, like, yeah. I've got, like, I love my seats, and I will. I want to keep them forever. Like, I love them so much. I'm just lucky and, I have really good friends. I have really yeah. good, like, <laughs> friends. Yeah, I understand that. And and so, like, so, but in all honesty, if anyone's out there, like, I, to me, I would never say this for football because everybody listens to this podcast for football. But for college basketball, I am in section Q. I'm literally in the front row, usually with my son. Like, I love Georgia basketball. And, I and like, Illinois, like, Illinois and Georgia will probably never play each other in basketball or football. Let's hope they do. But, like, oh. <laughs> to me, you know, I find myself invested in getting more people involved in Georgia basketball because there is a potential for a very good program. And I know there's this instinctive, weird basketball, whatever, and that's stupid. Like, that is dumb, and there's no reason for that to happen. I agree, and I've said the same thing on the Georgia Sports blog for however long it's been. Four years now I've been writing there. And I said it before in my prior blog. It's it's crazy. I'm with you, Will. I'll be at most of the games, uh, most of the games all through the year. And it's you're missing out because I think this is a year. It's, it's a I, won't, team. I won't say it's a, I won't say it's a breakout year. And everybody's going look. Here's the thing about Mark Fox teams. His offense is pretty complicated, and it's going to take a while for these guys because we've got a lot of really good freshmen, but they're freshmen. Yeah. It takes a while to practice to get out there and to to kind of work as a team. They're going to take their lumps in the out of conference schedule, especially early. Uh, we have actually some pretty tough games. Who are, who are some of the big games? Okay, so I want to talk about this a little bit because I, I, I agree with you a little bit in that the major concern with Georgia this year is the front court. Because, yeah, yeah that's the front. Yeah. And to me, Maiden is awesome. Yate Maiden is yeah. he's a recruit they actually got from Michigan State. Like, he's from Michigan. He's a Detroit, Detroit guy, guy. And they brought and they got him. And I was very impressed by him last year. Their front court, but he's the problem is he's really kind of the only front court guy they have right now. The back court is in very good shape. You get Charles Mann, you've got Kenny Gaines, you get JJ Frazier. You have their top recruit this year is Turtle Jackson. Yeah, Turtle Madden. Jackson is Addison yeah, Christian. Christian. Uh, like, and in fact, he was committed to Connecticut and then reeled back and came back to play for Georgia. He is someone that I think this year is going to be a training year for him, but in the next couple of years, he's going to be the star for this team. The issue is the front court. And the good news is, College basketball is such a perimeter-oriented game now. And, and especially now, early yeah, for so Georgia. That is the advantage. I am less concerned about them taking lumps early. They have a very interesting ske- uh, non-conference schedule this year. Yeah, we got, you got you got it there. Yeah, I do okay. have it right here. And uh, most of the games are home. All their big non-conference games are home. They have one game at Seton Hall. But otherwise, they've got home against Kansas State, which is their, probably their first big one. Uh, other than the Seton Hall game on December fourth, they get home against they get Georgia Tech at home this year, who they've lost to, I believe, two or three years in a row. I think now, three. Even though Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is terrible, they're going to fire their coach after this year. Like they're they're going to be fourteenth out of fifteen teams at best in the ACC. This yeah, year. they're yeah. fifteen teams in the ACC. Count Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, Notre okay. Dame. So Georgia Tech is a total mess. There's no excuse to lose. To keep talking. Keep year. talking. And then you've got Clemson. Clemson is a, is a yeah, big yeah, yeah, game yeah. they have this year. If they can win those, their schedule sets up well for them. Because last year was a tougher non-conference schedule. This year they had a tournament last year that, that hurt them a lot. But their schedule sets up very well for them to do okay in the non-conference and still have everybody healthy and well. They've lost the freshman big man recruit whose name I cannot pronounce. But it is OG. I keep waiting for the... Uh, or the broadcasters to actually pronounce it for me. It's a problem with having a freshman. I can't pronounce his name. But he is... But there is... Uh, How long is Dick, he out for? Derek 
Og a couple Vien. of weeks. Yeah, it's not too Og, long. Ogbien. Yeah, but they're, right. they're losing him for the first couple of weeks. The point is, is when you look at the SEC, one of the things I find fascinating about the SEC right now, there is an investment in coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly, look at Alabama. Like they got Avery Johnson, they wanted Greg Marshall, and they were this close to getting Wichita State's Greg Marshall, who is a, a guy that made the Final Four. Yeah, is a terrific coach, extraordinary and, recruiter, and needs a golden opportunity for him to leave Wichita State and was <clears throat> this close to yeah. going to Alabama. There are people investing now. You've got you've got bad guy Bruce Pearl. You've got uh, <laughs> you've got but you've Frank got, Martin. At you've South got Carolina. Rick Barnes in the conference now. What have you thought yeah, about Rick, Rick Barnes? Barnes? That is a legitimate coach. Where is Rick Tennessee? Barnes? He's in okay. and they change coaches a lot. Yeah. Well, because they keep hiring guys that cheated them. Yeah. Guys. So so uh, they finally got that. will get. I, I fully expected to hire Kelvin Sampson. I really did. Oh yeah. And uh, um, but but we'll bridge enough what you're saying. Yeah. Georgia needs to go. Seven and three or six and four in out of conference. I think they need to do better than that, to be honest. Uh, I, 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 I think I think they can go. I think they go six and four. I think but six it, and but, four but does it, not get them in the tournament. But it depends on how Seton Hall does. It depends on how Clemson does. It depends on how Kansas State does. Yeah, but like most of the places you're seeing are putting Georgia as a I've, CBS has them as the last four in. Right, last four in right. the tournament. Uh, I think uh, Joe Lunardi has them one of the first four out. Right, you need to do a lot better than six and four and, and to here, become that. Team. But but here's a little piece of. Little piece of trivia. How many times has Georgia gone into the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years? Tubby Smith? I don't think it even happened then. Never happened. Yeah. Really? If Georgia goes to the NCAA tournament this year, it'll be the first time in the history of Georgia basketball that Georgia has gone into the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years. You got the first time ever? First time ever. It's like the Falcons stat of never having back-to-back winning seasons. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do you you have the? Is that the football? Or is that the basketball? This is the. I have the blue ribbon. The great blue, oh, the blue I ribbon. Encourage yeah. everyone. Yeah. The 35th anniversary edition of the blue ribbon. Yeah, I thought you ribbon. had the. This claims I doesn't mean they're right. This claims that they made it in 01 and 02. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh yeah, I guess so. The Herrick oh. years, but it didn't count. Right, because it was Herrick. Right, right, right. Well, maybe maybe 01 and 02 counted. Oh three, yeah, we had Tony Cole on the team that didn't count. Nice I don't stat. know if that's true or not. Nice stat. But more, more to the point, more to the point, like this feels like the thing that when Fox was in trouble was when he had Deepest Caldwell Pope and still didn't make the tournament. To have that team now that made the tournament last year, I feel like if he makes the tournament this year, and they are favored to make the tournament. This is like as an Illinois basketball fan, Georgia is more securely more people have Georgia into the tournament than they have Illinois into the tournament. Yeah. So if Georgia can get into the tournament this year, to me that I, is truly impressive. And I know that Fox, the people aren't well, sure I, about Fox. He's not a Southern guy. People are wary about like, Fox. I think he's great. I, I mean, I'm, bar- I'm embarrassed on Fox. And, and the knock on Fox is that he has a tendency, and I'm going to say he does this all the time, he has a tendency to get down on guys when they get hot yeah. and because he, he really likes – he has a very particular way he wants he wants his players to play. He's very Bruce Weber. He's got a lot very of Bruce, Bruce Weber. Weber. He's got exactly. a lot of Bruce Weber. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been down on, on, on Fox. Here's the reason I think this is a, a, a little different year, and I, it's really just ballpark throwing it against the wall. But we finally have some talent on the team that that, that Fox wants. I mean, yeah. look, our front court is not any worse than it was last year. And I love Nimi Jurisic. I mean, there is no bigger Nimi Jurisic fan than me. But Have you seen his dad? But his dad is With awesome. His dad is awesome, and I, I'm really glad I did not go to Serbia when he was working there. Yes. So, um, but 
the fact of the matter is, is that I don't think our I don't think our <laughs> front court's any worse than it was. That's the thing is that like he's he's a nice player, but he needs to not be your front court stud. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I think no, he's going he, he to triple yeah. the ball every time he yeah. got it. And I'm like, yeah. stop trying to split yeah. the screen, man. Right. Get right. yourself together. Like, to me, I'd rather have a guy like Maiden. I'd rather have yeah. a guy like him. Yeah. Now, Maiden has his own set of issues. He does. But, but like, that's the guy you build around. Yeah. That's the guy I mean, that's who right. calls basketball. I mean, we legitimately as your four. We legitimately could, could run a. You know, a three-two, and you basically hope you keep the ball out on the wing a lot and get some decent shooting and, and scare some people. I have to say, and it's the last thing we'll cover this, then we can actually talk about football. Yeah, because everybody's dropped off by now. Don't drop off. <laughs> yeah, what listen. I'm asking you is not drop off. Listen, uh, we love doing this podcast, so we'd yeah. like to continue to yeah. do it. Yeah, we're going to do some in basketball. It might not be weekly once we get nah. the basketball season, but certainly the idea of doing talking about college basketball. At least every other week until February, until yeah. it gets hot. I, it seems silly to me not to, because this is a good team that people should be supporting. I mean, you and I are going to see, we're going to see two-thirds, you're going to go to most of the home games, yeah. I'm going to two-thirds of them. Yeah, so like, there's and, a lot, there's and a lot Scott, of We're going to make Sky come to that one. And yeah. I will say, yeah. I, I think one. that you're, yeah. you're six and four, I, if six, if they're six and four in non-conference, I have to say, I think it's a disaster. You think so? I think so. I think that like, because there's so many home games, you can, I think you can get away with maybe Two losses, but there's so many home games on the schedule, and none of these teams are great. Clemson is probably the best team. Kansas State is wary this year. Yeah, like I think Clemson is probably the best team. You're getting home, you need to win that game, and maybe if you pick yeah, off Signal, they're yeah. going undefeated in the non-conference. Oh, we go undefeated. On we go undefeated. It's gonna be spectacular. It's on the table. I and think one of those first three games we lose just because we have. Well, if you lose the Chattanooga Murray State or High Point at home, then yes, you're in the, trouble. The Racers are four years straight. NCAA I agree, team. but they've lost their coach. They've got a new coach. Yeah, this that's year. true. I didn't think so, about that. So, um, yeah, the, 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 to me, that's another thing I like about Fox. Another thing he did right last year. In fact, there were a lot of college basketball people that were very annoyed that what Fox did last year is he's he scheduled RPI smart. And he was very good about it. Like yeah. the SEC, clearly, there's been so much frustration with the SEC in college basketball. They made a point to be like, we're going to do this smartly now. And Fox was at the forefront of And that. we should. Yeah, exactly. And so so all of the games they played that were the non-conference games that you think were no big deal were actually an RPI like 105 team right. rather than an RPI <clears throat> 250 team. Yeah. And that helps you at the end of the year. This schedule is also like that. And just so our listeners understand, unlike college football, the college basketball uh, selection committee looks at Strength of schedule, yeah. teams you've beaten. It's called the RPI, rating percentage uh, index, right? Yes. So you get credit for beating RPI 25, RPI 50, RPI 100 teams. Yeah. Um, and you also get ding for losing under 100, under 150 or Even 200. if you beat a 200, there's 300 plus teams yeah. that cause basketball. Yeah, right. Even if you beat a 200, a 200 team, it hurts you. Yes, that's exactly so right. So smart coaches are scheduling teams in the 100 to right. 175 range right. to, like, even a, a win over them is a team you're probably going to beat anyway. Sure. You beat you play that team rather than you play. It's why you're never going to see them play Charleston Southern. Or you're never, yeah. like, you yeah. know, like, there's yeah. no use for Or Kennesaw them. State. Kennesaw State. Hashtag Ken- Georgia Tech. Example. Kennesaw State's a much better example. They lost to Kennesaw State. Yeah. Uh, Kennesaw State. Beat Georgia Tech two years ago yeah. in Alexander or whatever they're calling it. Now. This is probably more college basketball than one, but all I'm saying is Friday night they play Chattanooga, who is favored to win their conference. By the way, yeah, so a legitimate and and they were the ones that beat Tubby Smith in the tournament. Or no, were they playing in Chattanooga? No, Chattanooga. They lost to Chattanooga. Chatt- it's UTC. Yeah, yeah back yeah, when they were UTC. The yeah, is yeah, that the same? Charlotte. Charlotte ninety nine. 
It was uh, terrible. Brutal. We were like a three seed, I think. Yeah, well, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So, but Chattanooga's a legitimate team. Brian and I, all I'm saying is that we're going to be talking about some college basketball in this podcast. Yeah, so and we should. It is, it, as far as I'm concerned, and I know I'm the college basketball guy, but to me it is, it's silly and useless and pointless to not support a college basketball team here when you've got a great recruiting base, you've got a great coach, you've got Dominic Wilkins. Like most teams, like to me, I I, oh, I have I, a sign. I have time. a sign Dominic poster at the house. Trust I don't me. understand why Dominic Wilkins' face is not. Uh, he's never going to be Herschel, but he should be too. I think it's interesting you brought that up because Georgia lost the best player in college football and the best player in college basketball in the same year Ooh. to the pros. Yeah. Herschel and Dominic both left Georgia in the same year. Yeah. If Dominic plays on on that Georgia team that makes the Final Four, oh my the, Jimmy, the Jimmy Valvano running yeah. across never happens. So uh, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just for the record, I am not disparaging Herschel Walker in any possible way. But professional career wise, Dominic Wilkins is a top fifty all time, top twenty five all time NBA player. Herschel Walker perhaps should have been, but isn't a top all time. Like Herschel Walker's NFL career is known as getting it's involved. A, well, people make a joke out of it because of the trade. Right, right. And that's not that the Walker was not very good in the NFL. Right. But right. like Dominic okay. Wilkins well, is what, what drives me crazy about people, people are like, well, Jim Kelly in the USFL, but people are discounting yeah. Walker's rushing. Right, so. Right. so the point is is that like it, it seems a waste to me that people don't embrace the college basketball team. I'm with you, brother. So all right, let's do these picks in 10 minutes and get out of here. Let's do these picks. All right, for all those people that have been fast-forwarding through the podcast. See, look, you're the problem. You are the uh, problem. You are the problem. Scott. I'm, I'm just, sorry. Are the jur- are the uniforms not pretty enough? It's no, I problem. love that they wear gray uniforms or black the gray uniforms. The uniforms are awesome. They, I actually really like they do. gray uniforms. Okay, who's your favorite Georgia basketball player? And you can't say Dominique, you can't say Vern Fleming, and you can't say Shannon Anderson. I can't say Shannon Anderson. Just, those are the rules. Alan Kessler. Literal agree. Oh, I got to admit, Nimmy's pretty high on my list. Yeah. I got a little bit of a man. Also, you, Kessler. I was going to say Terrell Bell, Pertha Robinson, and Carlos Strong. Look, all, I, to, I, all look, mashed together. I was I was there at Stegman. It was just called the Coliseum then. When Alec Kessler held Shaq, held Shaq to yeah. six points, and he fouled out with like eight minutes of the game. You know, the, the best – Georgia basketball home game was when Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, and Ed Cota showed up UNC. Mm-hmm. We took them to overtime, uh-huh. yeah. barely lost. Yeah. I was there. I'm, it was one of the only games I went to in college. Yeah. And only basketball games. It was phenomenal. And if it could be like that kind of atmosphere, it but was it, for the Kentucky game. Like yeah, I last year at the Kentucky it game, it was like I that for that. the Florida game two years. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's potential. I'm seeing it turn. I'm being kind of facetious when I kind of poo-poo the the whole college ba- basketball thing. It is fun when you go there. The kids That's, love it. I love it. I grew up on like Illinois basketball is the central organizing principle of my growing up experience, and so I've been at games when they played. <clears throat> You know, Final Four teams, the Kenny Battle and Nick Anderson, the Darren Williams, D. Brown, like serious top-level college basketball. That Georgia-Kentucky game last year was, was as, up there. as much yeah. fun as They I had, had them, too. Oh, and they uh, had them. Yeah. They had them. Look, I've, I've, record, Kentucky did that all year. They'd be down 13 yeah, or 7 and come back, and then come, come back. back. Yeah. But that was so much fun. My friend Jay Skeets, who hosts the starters, which if you, unless you have charter, if you don't have charter uh, cable, you get to watch NBA TV. 
Uh, you can't even buy the NBA League Pass through Charter. It's you need terrible. to switch to UVerse. Yeah, well, I, I should, but this podcast is sponsored by eighteen T UVerse. <laughs> but but he, even he, a guy that doesn't care about college basketball, is from Canada. Was like, I wish I was at that game. Yeah, that Kentucky Georgia game was a national event. Some have argued that's the reason Georgia made the tournament last year. It was nice. was they gave they that was an outstanding environment. As someone that had been there for the Winthrop games, for the Gardner Webb games at two thirty on a Tuesday <laughs> for high school day. Oh, my kids, which was a lot of fun. Actually. It was yeah. very fun. It's always one of the biggest. Was always one of the biggest crowds. Yeah, but that's the point. Someone that goes to every game. Someone's cheering all the time. Yeah, well, to but, see that Kentucky thing was awesome. I think we're going to see some of that this year. There were six thousand people there for the Armstrong State game. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I mean, no, look, I was not there. look, if yeah. John, if John Bateman is to be believed, and I believe him, um, there were six thousand people yeah. there. That's I mean, great. the entire lower bowl was full. Yeah, which is crazy for an exhibition game against Armstrong State. Was Sweater Man there? I'm sure Sweater Man. Of course, always. Sweater Man's on the jumbo chunk. Always. Sweater Man gets all sorts. Is he like the Mar- Marlins man guy? No, no, because he actually cheers for his team, yeah. as opposed to just buying. He's like he's like a he's like he's like a lesser evil Robin Ficker. Oh yeah, the bullets guy. Yeah, which I actually know because I practiced law against him. So did you win? Yeah, because he was terrible at lawyering. <laughs> he was too busy screaming into his. Yeah, but the too busy sweater guy is that's what we want. That needs like that's a we need ten thousand of them. We need yeah. ten thousand of them, and, and I don't. I just don't understand why Georgia doesn't. Yeah. So, it's happening so, this year. We're going to get it on the map. Yeah, we're going to put go. Georgia basketball on the map. Just us. So. Not Mark Fox. But we now are. that it's midnight, can we talk about the picks? Yeah. yeah. We, we are. We, no, Will, trust me. I wanted to talk about college basketball. We oh, yeah. are, we're going late. We're we are way late. late. I'm actually offended that <laughs> Tony put this on there. Georgia State at Texas State. Are you kidding me? Gee, State. Why not? It's, it's a two and a half point game. It's two and six. Why do, why Georgia do you, State at two and six. Why do you hate the Panthers, man? I, I do. I, they Give shouldn't me even be State field, all day. They shouldn't even be feeling a football team. State, what's Georgia State's record? They're now three and six, right? Yeah, no, they're two and six. Yeah. What's Texas State? Two and six. Why oh, is this on there? It. Give me Georgia State. It's not even at the Georgia. No, State. it's in Texas Give somewhere. Me wherever Georgia te- State. I mean, you know how many cities there are in Texas? I don't even know all where the, Texas State. All plays. the cities. Okay, where are they playing? Texas State. Is it Denton? Where is it? Yeah, they're going to play in the, the in, in Denton. Is that right? North Texas. Did you just guess? I, I did. I guess. No, it's North Texas. It's not Denton. Okay. Uh, Hold on. I, uh, I, Let's go to the Googles. I have made so many mistakes. Every year I go to the Georgia State game. The yeah, game, I know. Uh, for the season. Uh, they're not good, and uh, they're going to lose. I can't believe we've talked about this. <laughs> to be honest, I threw that game because I really want 13 games a week, and this is a terrible, terrible mm. SEC weekend. Mm. Not until the 21st is the worst. Though. Okay, as I've gotten over that, um, Ohio State at Illinois. By the, way, by the way, they're in San Marcos. Wherever that is. It's in San Marcos. I was very wrong about Illinois Purdue. I didn't realize Purdue was that bad. They're terrible. I told they you, man. They are really terrible. I have no idea how they scored 55 points on Nebraska. I guess the five Nebraska turnovers. That's something to do with that. Could have something to do with it. You know, Bill Connolly, according to him again, he is actually up on Illinois and down on Ohio State. The pro- I think Illinois would have a chance in this game if JT Barrett as Ohio State rules actually claim would have been suspended exactly. for two games well, as opposed to the one game he actually was. If he's playing this game, I don't see how Illinois wins. I, I think I, I find it hard to go with anyone other than Illinois, other than Ohio State. So you're picking Ohio State? Oh, yeah, with okay. Illinois yeah. needs one win. The drive for six needs one win. Ohio State this week at Minnesota and then Northwestern Goods at Soldier Field. Ooh, they better, uh, the they better hope they beat Minnesota then. I can't. Oh, They're my God. What's wrong with you? Good Northwestern. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I got to. But for me, I can't. I can't take Illinois in this game. 
Ohio State. Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to— I gonna, do not think it's a blowout. No, no, no I was no, about no, to say, no, no, I think no. Ohio State wins but doesn't cover. Yeah, I don't think it's a What, 13? Is it 14? 16 and a half. 16 and a half. I think Illinois covers that, I will say. Yeah. All right, uh, Vatek at Georgia Tech. This is the Lee Corso game. Well, in reverse because right. it's in Atlanta. Why did that happen? <laughs> okay, yeah. Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, we are. It was my email. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Virginia Tech here. Oh, they're 4 and 5. What's Tech? Three I and, think Georgia Tech's going to turn I think Georgia Tech is going to make it Georgia sweat in that last game because they're going to be playing for bowl eligibility. I want Georgia Tech to win just so we can knock them out of bowl eligibility. Yeah, I think Come on, Tony. I, think I want Georgia Tech, Tech to lose so if we go there and lose the game, we don't end up making them bowl eligible. We had too many games last year where wait, we were the key wait. to bowl eligibility for No, teams. no, no. Oh, I got you. I see what you're saying. By the way, hashtag Tennessee and uh, Tennessee and Georgia Tennessee. Tech. No, Florida and uh, Florida Tech, uh, Florida and South Carolina. We were the key to bowl eligibility for those teams last year. Whatever. All right. I pick, I, I'm taking Georgia Tech. Cool. Who did you pick Tech? Virginia Tech. All right. Well, you did pick Tech. My man, Matt Winston, Virginia Tech. All right. Memphis. At Houston. <laughs> Houston, the, by the all way. All the points. Both Houston these teams are ranked. still went up to only 24. I thought they would go up a little bit. Houston, 16. 20. No, oh, 24 in the, in the college. In what is this, the AP poll. or coach? Oh, also, yeah. can we talk for briefly about okay. Condoleezza Rice is still showing up at these things? Like, we're now in the second year. It's weird that Condoleezza Rice still has to go through this. Well, it's because Augusta National is closed right now. <laughs> Yeah. She, yeah, she's not playing golf right now. Certainly, she is a important enough public figure. Sure. It feels like she shouldn't have to show up every Saturday. <laughs> well, she, she's a lowly, she's a lowly like law professor at Stanford now. Yeah, but like it's, it certainly feels like now it's like okay, we get it. We needed like the legitimacy yeah. of Condoleezza Rice the first year to make her still show up the second year. So what you're saying day. is Jeff Long jumping on his hopping on his wife. <laughs> so. Well, uh, I think that uh, uh, AD at Arkansas. Is yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I get it. I get it. But a lot of people don't. I, I actually think Memphis wins this game. I think we eliminate this notion of having to worry about Houston too much. I think I, think wins. I agree. Wins I agree. Game. I think Memphis wins. And because of defense. I'm going to go with the Cougs. Oh, boy. Cougs. All right. Oklahoma at Baylor. That's tough. I know it's a hot thing right now for Oklahoma because they've come back around and people are hot. They lost to Texas. Yeah, they lost to Texas. Badly. I think Baylor is about to have a we are not letting this happen again situation. I think Baylor is about to win every game they play the rest of the year. I think they're going to wipe out Oklahoma this week. I'm not agreeing with every game yet, but I say Baylor wins. I still can't believe Baylor is a fourth-ranked team in the country. I mean, after all these years. Art Browns is the man. He's really good. I like the way he talks, too. I mean, he is truly Texan. Oh, yeah. He is like, well, we're going to go out here, and we're going to play some football, and we're going to shoot some people. <laughs> I'm going to go with Baylor. Uh, Wazoo, the crazy Mike Leeches. Wow, this game kicks off almost at midnight. It's like Eastern, midnight Eastern, not local. Yeah, like 10, <laughs> yeah, it's like 10. Who kicks off at 1045? This must be on Oh, no, it's 745 there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I always forget how bad you are at military time. <laughs> well, I did. I, I deciphered the military time, but then I forgot about subtracting fact, three hours. The fact that they were in California. Yeah, that's, that's wild. All right. Washington State plays at UCLA for a 1045 kickoff. Here's the thing. Mike Leach's team is they're actually pretty they're, decent. They're crafty. They're so they, Does he they, still have a pirate? 
Yeah, of course he still has a contract. I'm happy for him, man. I, I am really excited because I was. I, love I think college football without Mike Leach is oh, yeah. is really a less interesting <laughs> oh, college yeah. football. I, I, he'd be the type of guy that would come on our podcast. He would absolutely I come in. He would come on our podcast and he would buy stuff for us. You know, he coached at Valdosta <laughs> State for a while. Yeah, he was on How Mummy Staff at Colorado at Valdosta State. If I make a plug, I recommend everyone to go read Chuck Klosterman's piece about Mike Leach. Yeah. and about his offense in the New York Times Magazine. Yeah, it is a terrific it's piece, spectacular, and it will make you love Mike Leach even more than you already do. Uh, I that said, I'm still picking UCLA. Really, I'm taking yeah. I'm taking Wazoo. I'm gonna go with Wazoo because I really don't like Jim Mora. I'm sorry, Jimmy Mora. And what he did to the Falcons. Yeah. He's Jim Moore Jr., so it's just playoff. Hashtag smelling playoff. salts. <laughs> playoffs. Smelling playoffs. salts. No, I said smelling salts. No, Remember? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. All, all right. Play. Okay. Uh, Georgia Southern at Troy. Trois. I've actually known as Trois. Now, a lot of people realize that. No one in Alabama calls them Trois. <laughs> <laughs> They're Trois. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They're known as Trois. They are the, they are the men of Troy of Alabama. Georgia Southern is on a collision course for that Georgia game, man. Yeah. They want it so bad. They are winning this game. And just, I still think Georgia wins that game, and we're going to embarrass Georgia Southern a little bit <sighs> with, with their excitement. But man, you're about to God's ears, man. They are seven. That's seven p.m. kickoff. I'm so excited about that. I'm I'm glad about it. I'm I'm happy about it because we're going to be wearing. So what's what's Troy's what's Troy's record? Three and six. Three and six. So yeah, Southern's going to. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to fly. So good luck to you. Are they going to wear their Penn State uniforms? I don't care. Okay. Alabama at Mississippi State. Yeah, I actually can I, can I say about how likable I find this Mississippi State team? I really want to I agree. win. Yeah, they're very likable. They're yeah, they are. They and, and particularly because this is a team that everybody was like they had the breakthrough year last year. Again, they were number one in November last year. All of us thought they were going to finish last in the country. Everybody, right. and they're not going everybody. To. No, they're, they're, not, they're very good. Bless, I'm very happy for them. Uh, I still Alabama is you know um, Spencer Hall in response to my. Uh, my, my piece that, yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, Tony yeah. actually liked, but everybody else liked yeah, well. uh, involving Georgia uh, about uh, said uh, about my piece I wrote about the Georgia loss to Alabama. Said that what Alabama does is they pick you up, they get a big lead, and they pick you up in the air and they let you kick your legs until the game is oh, over. God. And he <laughs> hates. And, by the way, he hates this. He hates the way Alabama plays. And yeah, I don't yeah, get that, it. And, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it because I admire the crap yeah. out of it. And that is what they do. I think that's. And if there's ever a team that they do that against. It's Mississippi State. I, there's, yeah. This is exactly the Alabama wipes out. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be one of those 24 to 10, like, blowouts. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Alabama. Yeah. All right. Brett Bielema. We're going to say his he name burnt. correctly. He's earned. He's, He's earned he it. He is. He, I am not going to call earned. him Bert. Brett Bielema and his wife are taking on LSU in Baton Rouge. I think this is a frustration-releasing game for LSU. Oh, I thought you were going to say for Arkansas because, oh, my God, did he release frustration Saturday night? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, LSU is going to motorboat them. Yeah, I think that's actually right, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Boat race, not motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> you need motorboats, but motorboats. <laughs> that's not funny, man. You old sailor. Like your objectification. You old oh sailor, God. you. Oh, my gosh. Plus, Miles is a sailor from way back. I am not chuckling at the way the things that you, the things that you were chuckling about. We might just run that play. That play has lots of chest. You're going with LSU? Yes. Will, you yeah, LSU? Uh, LSU without question. Yeah, I'm going to go with LSU, too. Arkansas, 
Good for you. Good they, for Arkansas. Yeah, they've reached the mountaintop. Listen, that, this thing yeah, could have gotten have. away from Arkansas, and they didn't. And I have no. to say, no, Rock it's been all uh, you want. He's been they've he's done a great coaching really job this year. Yeah. I yes, mean, beautiful. It's been quite impressive. Losing to Toledo, and now he's five and four. I mean, that's the best five and four. Well, in we're the talking country. about nine and one Toledo. Yeah, that's true. It's still Toledo. <laughs> I mean, come on, nobody respects a Mac. That's not true. What, they, they play I don't. football on Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> they, play, they play. They play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop there. I mean, have you seen their? I almost no, said uniforms. I've not seen Toledo's uniforms. <laughs> Terrible. All Terrible. Right, so who we got uh, next? It's an embarrassment. Um, Florida at South Carolina. Is this Steve Spurrier game? Florida, South Carolina. Does yeah. Spurrier show up at this game? I wonder if it. Like, no, nah, he's he's way far away, he's, or he's actually really close, somewhere. but like nowhere to be found. Yeah. If I'm sorry, I'm in Bermuda. I'm, I'm yeah. away from all of this crap. Right no, now. he's not there. <laughs> But I, I mean, this game has South Carolina is bad. Like yeah. it's bad. They gave they gave Tennessee a run for their money last week. Yeah, but man, I just I feel like it's funny. The weird part about this game, of course, is Florida already has the East, even if they lose this yeah. game. I uh, but I they are still holding out that hope to the idea of potentially. I don't think it's going to happen, but potentially winning that uh, city championship beginning at the end. I am taking uh, Florida easily. Mm. I'm taking South Carolina because I love chaos. I'm I'm right there with you, Tony. I was about and, to, and the games in Columbia too. Yeah. Florida, Florida has struggled, trouble, trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm on the same are. wave. I'm on the same wavelength with you, Tony. Uh, Mark Stoops and his admittedly football team that gives up before the game starts. Kansas, uh, Kentucky. Is that Vanderbilt? I think Vanderbilt. I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick. I think Vanderbilt is going to even their record to the same as Kentucky's. Does that make sense? Because yes. Kentucky will be four yes. and six, and after Vanderbilt beats Kentucky, Vanderbilt will be four and six. Can we give Vanderbilt a Vanderbilt's little favored. bit of love? They're favored. A little bit of love for Vanderbilt. In for their all defense, honesty, you like, love their defense. People were talking about how awful of a hire Mason was, how everything was falling apart. And I was well, like, he hadn't finished playing for the Titans. That's why people were. But I, I know that I know doing the SEC East that is an easier route in a lot of ways. But this is not a horrible like they could have beat Florida very easily last week. Yeah, people were talking about like they were the obvious worst team in the SEC and everything was falling apart there. And it was only because of the magic of Franklin, who frankly is not really blowing it's me away at Penn State right now. At all blowing so, away. To me, I kind of like what Vanderbilt's doing this year. I think they win this game. Yeah, I think Vandy wins. Uh, it's going to be if if you think Florida Vanderbilt will certainly wait to this game. Yeah, they will. It's uh, it's going to be all. It's going to be six safeties. The question is who gets four. So Missouri is going to play this week. Yes, they are. they're they playing. Are playing. They're playing. Against they're, BYU. They're, are they playing at BYU? Yes. No, okay. no. It's in Kansas City. It's oh, is it in Kansas City? City? It's at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm, I still I still got to take BYU. I. It's funny, like, you Missouri think, is terrible. You think they're galvanized? Yeah, I feel like the story everyone wants to write really badly about that game is not actually going to happen. I think BYU is going to wipe it. And, and that's why I stayed away from it is, yeah. you know, the you know the emotional money says, you know, Missouri after the team standing together and all that yeah. stuff, but uh, BYU is just too much for them. Yeah, and I kind of hate – obviously we're not going to get into the details. <laughs> no, of we are staying away from it. But I will say that, like, I do not like the idea – like, I respect the Gary Pinkle for making that statement <clears throat> sure. with his – but it's funny how that falls immediately into the narratives of this team stands together and this team and so on. 
You can stand that. together and still not be at all yeah. competent oh, on yeah. defense. Capable I mean, of, offense. Yeah, capable of scoring an offense yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, we won't get into the details of the conversation. Uh, but uh, I think that if Missouri was going to have a galvanizing all come together win, it's not going to happen against BYU. No. I think it lasts for maybe the first quarter. It's close. And then they start becoming Missouri, Missouri's football team again, yeah. which is really bad. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. Not defensively. Offensively, they're bad. That's all. So it's all the games, right? Nope. No. One more. Oh yeah, we got one more. All right, we got the Georgia game. Eleven a.m. Central in Jordan Hare Stadium. Six and three Georgia kicks off against five and four Auburn, and Auburn is favored by a mere point and a half. I'll go first. I, I told, I, t- I tweeted this to Dave Johnston at nine six to the ref. Uh, did he respond? I think he did actually. That's nice. So. This game has the potential to be 20 points either way of that spread. It really does. I mean, we'd be mad, but none of us would be surprised if we see Auburn win 30-10. to 10 Yeah. Because we've seen that game. <laughs> yeah. Right? None of us would be surprised if we win 30-10. to 10. Well, Because we've seen that game. Well, 30 points might surprise us, but it wouldn't surprise us. This really feels like one of those 20... 2010 slobber knocker where we never really look like we're out of control of the game. Where none of us really feel like that we're going to lose. I just think we win. I was not sold on how this game was going to turn out, frankly, until this podcast. I <laughs> actually like Georgia now. Uh, I uh, Brought to you by Bullet. Yes, yes, it's just true. And brought to you by Tony Waller. My, yeah, uh, the guy that actually made the case for this game. I think you're right. I think the idea of, as, as much as I would like to say Lambert needs to make a play in this game, I don't know if that's actually true. I feel like this can become a muddy, ugly, push-against-each-other game like the right. Kentucky game. A junior high and, dance. And I like Georgia to win that game more than I like Auburn to win that game. Yeah. So I like Georgia yeah, I think this game mirrors the Tennessee game, except for the fact that we're not going to give up the two touchdowns at the end of the half, and then let Tennessee come scoring back, storming back. So I think this Everyone is going to well, no, I think that it's you're going to see scores via the defense or at least short field set up by the defense. Dominic Sanders, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Jenkins, I'll take it. Jake Gaines. The defense is playing way too well. And then Jeremy Johnson is going to be feeling comfortable again, but then he'll be feeling so comfortable enough to throw about two or three interceptions. And then Gus Malzahn might start playing musical quarterbacks. Maybe he'll put Sean White back in there. I don't know. but That, that happens. I'm taking Uber from one of my porches to the other. You're, all, <laughs> okay. you're, you're always claiming Uber stuff's happening. <laughs> so I wasn't going to get more involved in that, but I'm just going to pick Georgia. Go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. I have to say, like, one last thing to wrap up everything we're talking about. Is this about, about basketball? Nope. It has okay. nothing to do with basketball. This skeptic over here, whose side I'm, is he hey, on? I'm just, a fan. When did I he love, become Mr. Dark Guy? I yeah. love Georgia basketball. I just don't understand it. Are, we're talking about Georgia basketball now? Yeah. No, never mind. I will say that if Georgia wins this game, it's going to make everybody look a little silly for freaking out. I have to say, it's going to make everybody look a little silly for having this blow up over the idea, and I know we talked about this on Sunday, about the idea that, like, Georgia could still win 10 games, and if you win 10 games, you need to shut up. Look, but we, we could win this game big. And if we win it big, it really will. Now, I'm not saying, clearly, I've already said, I don't think we win it big, but 
I mean, this game has the potential to be a yeah. 31-10 game. If it's 31-10, it really does make all of us, myself included, mm-hmm. look like we're just like chicken little. Or we're talking on Sunday, and we're like, I hate myself, and I hate my face. <laughs> so and Tom Herman, that yeah. guy. Let's talk about him. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But, all right, well, then. Um, go forth, all my brethren, going to Auburn, and uh, pull us ahead. Yes. Who's going? Not me. I know I know half a dozen people going, but I'm staying, I'm staying home. We're hosting Thanksgiving at the house. So. Yeah, I need to go. But Thanksgiving is not go. this week. I know, but Georgia Southern weekend's not a good weekend at all for trying to clean the house for yeah. having both families. It takes you two weeks to clean the house for Thanksgiving. Your house is a big house. Thanksgiving don't mess big around. House. Big house, yeah. big house, Thanksgiving don't mess around. You got to have shit ready. For- yeah. Sorry, I'm hosting yeah. Thanksgiving. I plan on cleaning up like on Wednesday. No, that's not the way I roll. Before Thanksgiving, I'm not. That's not the way I roll. We're hosting Christmas this year, and it's going to be like the everything. Yeah. I guarantee your wife's your, your wife's pre pre cleaning yeah. in her oh, head right the now. Two weeks beforehand. We may have the cleaning people come on in addition to whatever cleaning we do. Three consecutive. You and the boys just come to the house. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. But anyway, the point is, is I said my wife's from Columbus. I've always wanted to go to the Auburn Georgia game. I'm not making this year, but uh, we'll do it in two years from now. It seems really fun. So I can't. I can't come back this year after getting hosed down in '86 and then not going again until uh, two years ago with the. With the tip paths, I just can't make myself do it. Well, I assume that in two years, this podcast will be sponsored oh, yeah. by the university. We'll get paid I know to we will have... I assume by Microsoft. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah. Is there an air, airline comp- an airline that flies from Athens to Auburn? Well, Virgin Atlantic will, because they'll be sponsoring us. Yeah. They'll be like, guys, no, your plane is ready. It'll be, it'll be NetJets. We'll all wear, you know, instead of the same North Face right here, it'll say well, NetJets. Yeah, yeah, kind of like golfers. NetJets. All right, guys. Let's wrap it up. Go. What's the word? What's the word? Go dogs. Go dogs. That's what it is. Thanks for saying that. That's our show for today. During the intro, my dad mentioned how he would update our overall standings for the Pick'em Contest. So if you hear your name mentioned, well, congratulations. You know more about college football than Will, Tony, and Scott, which is actually not saying that much considering how low all the three of them are ranked. But congratulations goes out to Polar Shark, who overtook our previous leader, UGA Carey, back in week five and remains at the top, followed closely by someone named Wed Flat Rock and another person whose name I cannot pronounce, J.A. Heichel. There, I'm going with that. In case you're wondering, and I know you are, UGA Carey is in eighth. Good luck to all you Georgia fans heading down to experience life in the central time zone with breakfast with the Bulldogs. Will, Tony, and Scott, along with Walker and me, are liking Georgia's chances to win this game and to take the overall lead in the all-time series standing versus Auburn, the South's oldest rivalry game. If you think about it, tweet us a picture while you're there. You can reach our show at WSLS Podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune us in on Monday for a recap of the Dogs versus the Tigers. We'll see you on campus for next week versus the Eagles of Georgia Southern. Go Dogs! Woo, woo, woo.